Today on Bread for the Broken with James Grizzle, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Galveston. Christianity and walking with Jesus is not for the faint of heart. It's not for the cowardly. It's not. Your Christianity, your walk with Jesus, it was never about you standing on the seashore afraid to jump into the boat to go on an adventure with Jesus. It's all about getting in the boat and then sailing right across through whatever may come for what? For the person on the other side. So I want to like frame that for us today that we have to go through storms. There's many storms that we can go through in this life. Natural storms, health storms, financial storms. They can leave a trail of destruction and devastation in their path. If you've ever experienced one, you know how difficult life can be as you're just holding on for dear life. Well, Pastor James shares today that God allows storms in your life to not only grow you, but to give hope to others. They're watching and waiting on the other side, and God promises not to leave or forsake you. Now, here's Pastor James in the book of Mark, chapter 4, with today's edition of Bread for the Broken. This story today is, is absolutely essential. Um, if you're a follower of Jesus, man, this is a, this is a good one for you in, in, in so many different kind of ways. But it's a classic story, Jesus calming the storm on the Sea of Galilee. We all know this. Um, but what I'm going to ask us to do is to revisit this story with a fresh set of eyes. I know you know the story. I know you've read it, probably in Matthew's account and also in Luke's account and all that good stuff. But I want us to make sure that we approach it with a sense of newness and to see, okay, Lord, what do you have today from a very familiar story to speak to me? And I I think he does actually have some stuff for us. So verse 35 is where we pick up. This is after a full day of ministry and, and teaching and all this good stuff. This is the end of the day. Okay, the sun is setting, and Jesus and his guys are going to hop in a boat. Verse 35, it says, on that day, that same day, you, you need the context. It's, it's, it's Mark chapter 1, ver- all the way up to verse 34. That's your context, okay? But it says, on that day, on that same day, when evening had come, Jesus said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And the other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that, G- so that the boat was already filling, okay? But he, Jesus, was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. And they awoke him, or woke him, and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? All right, so let's pray, and we're going to jump right into this thing, Okay, Lord Jesus, we do thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, that um, you are absolutely in control over every aspect 
of not only our lives, but all the goings on within our world today. And even if a, even if a storm shows up within our life, Lord, uh, we are grateful that you are there present with us. But Lord, that you're, you're the master of the storms. And you can calm the storms in a word. And so, Lord, I pray that you would remind us that we can absolutely trust you. You have us. You are with us. And Lord, we need to get through the storm. We need to get to the other side of the lake because somebody's waiting for us. So help us to endure the storms so that we can be available to the ones who need us the most, Lord. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So yes, as a, as a Christian, if you don't know this, uh, storms will happen within your life. That's a given. And I'm sorry if somebody lied to you and said that that would never happen, because they really did lie to you. Um, if somebody said that following Jesus was going to make your life easier, that's not true. That's not true. Big picture, is it better? Oh, come on. Absolutely. You're going to heaven. It's the best thing ever. Does it mean all your problems go away? Does it mean it's smooth sailing from here on? And we say this a lot, but no, it doesn't mean. In fact, it may mean that more storms may arise within your life. And that's going to happen. However, the thing that matters the most is not necessarily the storms in life, but who's with you in the midst of the storms. And I would add something to that. The other thing to factor in, because we're, I'm not going to go into it this, this Sunday, but we will hit this next Sunday, because Mark chapter 5 is one of my like all-time favorite chapters of the Bible, and specifically the first 20 verses. When you're dealing with the it, Mark's account, a demon-possessed man, other gospel accounts, two demon-possessed men, um, I love, love, love that story. But you don't have Mark chapter 5 unless the disciples with Jesus go across the Sea of Galilee and we encounter a storm that may be demonic in nature. We'll talk about that in a second. So that they can get to the other side to forever change this man's life. Christians, you got to go through the storm. You have to go through the storm. Christianity and walking with Jesus is not for the faint of heart. It's not for the cowardly. It's not. Your Christianity, your walk with Jesus, it was never about you standing on the seashore afraid to jump into the boat to go on an adventure with Jesus. It's all about getting in the boat and then sailing right across through whatever may come for what? For the person on the other side. So I, I want to like frame that for us today that we have to go through storms. I don't want to go through storms. Neither do I. Neither do I. But does it make you stronger? Yeah. Does it reveal things about me? Yeah, absolutely. But doesn't it also show that, man, Jesus is just so good, and he is with us in those storms? So let's go back to this, verse 35. After a long, long day of all these parables that were taught from Matthew chapter, or Matthew, Mark chapter 4, a full day of teaching, a full day of teaching, not an hour-long teaching, but a full day of teaching and healing and ministering and all that good stuff. And the sun is now setting on that day when evening had come. I love Mark. I, I told you guys this at the beginning of the Gospel of Mark. He's very descriptive in his, in his writing here alongside with Peter. Because it wasn't just that on that day, 
It says, when evening came. He wanted you to know the sun had already set. It's getting dark. Why does that matter? Have you ever been out on a body of water when the sun has set? It's really dark. And it's kind of spooky, if we're honest. Went on a cruise for our, uh, our honeymoon 20 years ago, out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, no lights anywhere. When the sun goes down and you're standing up on a big cruise ship, it's like, yeah, it's kind of creepy out here. It's, if this thing goes down, like, man, I'd hate to be floating in this water. And uh, there's big fish that swim out in those waters. And uh, I'm like, yeah, Sea of Galilee. Could be this, it's the same thing. It's a large body of water. It's a lake, technically. But Mark wants us to know the sun had gone down. It's evening time. Evening had come. That also illustrates, I mean, it kind of paints this picture for us to understand, like, these guys weren't just like freaking out in the middle of the day on, this, on the shore or out on the lake. It was dark, and it was pitch black, OK? So then that helps us to uh, identify with the disciples a little bit, have a little bit more compassion for these guys. Um, like a third of them were expert fishermen. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're in a boat, and there's a hurricane on the lake. Yeah, you're going to freak out. And it's nighttime. Yeah, it gets a little worse, right? So Mark's just setting this up. When evening had come, he, Jesus, says to them, let's go across to the other side. Let's just go, let's go across, let's, you know, remember he was kind of in the boat already, but he's like, hey, you guys hop in, let's sail on over, or you guys row over uh, to the other side. And this is very significant. Wait, the other side? You mean, you just mean like along the shore, a little bit further down that way. No, no, let's go across. Well, you don't want to go across to there, because that's where a lot of the Gentiles hang out. We, we don't want, no, Jesus, we don't want to go over there. And besides, going across means we have to traverse deeper water. Because I don't know if you know this, but these Jewish fishermen, um, yes, they worked on the water, but they oftentimes stayed very close to the shore because they don't like water. Okay, They're not like water bugs. They don't like, oh, yeah, I love it. We're going to sell out in the middle of this thing, go swimming around and all that. That's not what they did. They stayed close to the shore. They had a fear of water for the most part. Wait, you want to go across, and we, we got to go. And they, you know, it may not have been a direct route across, technically, where they're at. It's, you know, it's kind of cutting across a little bit, but it's definitely going out over deeper waters. Yeah, let's go out into the deeper waters. Just know Jesus today is still inviting you and me to go out into deeper waters. Just know that this invitation, kind of an invitation, more of a command from Jesus to his disciples, let's go to the other side, is still true today. Well, we can't go over there. That's where those guys hang out. Yeah, that's why we're going over there. Because if we don't go, then who will go? It's like when a bunch of motorcycle guys show up at your island. It's like, run and hide. Well, but... Maybe that's the deeper waters. Maybe that's the side of the side of the sea he wants us to go to sometimes. Because you never know who you're going to encounter over there. The invitation is still true today. We don't even need a motorcycle rally. This is still true for you today and for myself. He's constantly calling us out, saying, let's go. Let's go across. Let's go where nobody else is going. Let's go minister and talk to. Let's go to this one place where 
everybody avoids. But we got to get there. Jesus already knows the storm's coming. The greatest weatherman that has ever existed, 100% accurate. Um, he knows, he knew it before it even had started. There was going to be literally a hurricane on the Sea of Galilee. Jesus already knew that. Wasn't worried about the storm. Not once, and I don't know if you can pick that up within the text, but there is no hint of concern from Jesus at all about any storms. He's focused on a mission. Spent all day teaching, ministering, top in the boat. Let's take a little cruise across the lake. I'm going to take a nap. That's OK with you guys. Get rested, because he's 100% human, as he is 100% God. It's like, I'm going to take a snooze. You guys get me across the other side. And they're like, OK. All right, Jesus, we don't normally go out this deep. The Sea of Galilee, um, it's uh, 64 square miles. It, it's shaped kind of like a, some people say a violin. I don't see that. I see more like a harp kind of a shape to it. 13 miles you know, in, in length and, and eight miles across. Uh, there's some like 30 some odd miles of shoreline around the Sea of Galilee. It's a beautiful, beautiful little lake there in, uh, in Israel. The average depth of the Sea of Galilee is 84 feet. 84 feet. Crazy. The deepest part is 141 feet. So it's dark, and it's deep. <laughs> and it is notorious because of where it sits in the valley. It's notorious for storms. Even to this day, you go over there. You ask people that live in that area, are these storms possible? And they're like, absolutely. Absolutely. Can you catch surf on the Sea of Galilee? You go on the right day, you can. You absolutely can. These storms happen because they come within this little rift valley. The, the winds come down, come off these, these hilltops, and then just sweep right across this thing. And it, it, can, it just stirs it up like crazy. Jesus already knew about the storm. He's not worried about the storm. Disciples have no clue about the storm. They know that the possibility and the potential is there. All they know is it's dark, and he wants to go across the sea to the other side. They, they, let me tell you, they knew, what was on, they knew what was on the other side. It's not like a mystery. They knew the region they were going to. I applaud them for, for no complaints for the most part, right? I mean, because we never look at that. We never see that. Like, it wasn't just like Jesus gets in the boat, and they're like, OK, Jesus, the other side. Well, well which area? Uh, we'll figure it out when we get there. And like, that's not how Jesus rolls. He's like, no, from here, we're going right over there. Ooh, OK. That's where they keep all the pigs. Yeah, we're going over there. Jesus, that's unclean. Eh, don't worry about it. So they comply. That's good. That's a funny word today. I probably, maybe, do I, should I use that term? I don't know. Um, <laughs> that just clicked in my brain. No comply. Comply. Um, they disobeyed, and Jesus, because you always should obey Jesus, and they hopped in the boat, and it says, verse 36, uh, leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was, and the other boats were with them. So there were a bunch of other little boats that were with them for a little while. They don't probably make it over to the other side. All right, so they're traversing the Sea of Galilee. Verse 37, what they did not want to happen happen. What was always a potential and a possibility becomes a reality. They all know of the potential of storms. And you, as a, as a human being, you know that life can certainly throw you storms. We all know that that's a potential for each and every one of us. But we never want to see them take place on any day of our lives, right? 
but it happens for them in the evening, this day. They're probably pretty worn out as well. But it says, verse 37, and a great windstorm. And that's where we get this technically with, with the, the Greek, I guess, behind this is like, great windstorm maybe just doesn't do it justice. Because when I use the term hurricane, yeah, because we know what that feels like. And that's basically what was happening. The winds kicked up, which you know when the winds kick up, then the water's going to just start moving around. And then the water is going to, you know, it's going to start breaking upon itself. And these waves are going to be building and building. And you're in a, it's, it's a fishing boat. It's not a cruise ship, right? It's not a cruise ship. It's not a battleship. It's not a submarine. It is a fishing boat. That's what it is, meant solely for fishing. She's like, let's get in that little boat. Let's go across. Oh, big storm. No worries. No worries. Uh, just to remind you, um, Christianity, church stuff, it's, this isn't a cruise. You didn't sign up for some, some sweet cruise. No, that's not it. Uh, no, and I'd say some people use it as like, oh, it's not a cruise ship. It's a battleship. Well, we are engaged in a war, but no, we're still a fishing boat. It's a fishing boat. I've seen memes like that pop up. It's like, you know, Christianity is not a cruise ship. It's a battleship. We're in a war, but let's never, ever, ever forget that we are in a fishing boat, meaning this. Go make fishers of men. Go make disciples. Go share the gospel. Don't obliterate them with the cannons that you have mounted on this vessel and all that good stuff. That's not always necessary, right? It's a fishing vessel. That's what it is built and intended for one purpose, and that's to catch fish. That's to catch fish. Might be the scariest boat to be on when you're encountering a hurricane on a lake as well, right? I, that's when you're wishing for that cruise ship or, or maybe even an ark. Like, can we, can we cruise across this thing on an ark? Like, that seemed to hold up pretty good. Um, nope, we're in a fishing boat, and we got to go from here to there, which means we either have to adjust ourselves or you guys got to paddle really hard, but we are going this way. And oh, by the way, here's a storm. And it's a great windstorm. Waves were breaking into the boat, so you can imagine that. As they're in this boat, this vessel, more than likely, it doesn't say this, but probably they're at like the center of the lake, so to speak, where it's like there's no turning back. You're already there. You're in the deep waters. The problem is, is now the water's coming into the boat where it's not supposed to be. Like the water's fine outside the boat. But when the water starts breaking over the bow into the boat, that's a problem. That's when you start panicking a little bit. And, and you and I, walking through this life and following Jesus, I think we've all encountered certain scenarios like this within our lives. It's like, OK, I can weather this. This is OK. This is fine. Not a problem. It's when the water starts coming over, then you start freaking out, right? And then you're like, oh, Jesus, where are you, right? Like, have you ever had those moments? You know what that's like. Took some kids to California once, youth group, right? My wife's laughing already. Um, it's a great idea, brilliant idea. Take Amarillo kids to the Pacific Ocean. Of course, it's a great idea. I love California. They love California as well. Had another idea once we got there. Let's go on a whale watching thing. Sweet, right? Go out to the Pacific Ocean, go see some whales. These are Amarillo kids. They don't even know what water is. They have no clue. They're like, what's all this blue, wet stuff? Um, it's a big body of water. And there's big animals that live in this. Let's go find some and admire them. So 
got it all set up. It was perfect. We got out on a well-watching boat um, and noticed when we were pulling up, it was in, out of San Diego Harbor, the seas looked a little rough, right? I'm not a captain. I don't know anything about that stuff. But I could see the water moving. And I'm like, hmm, this might be a bumpy ride. Sure enough, it was the bumpiest ride ever. So there was a captain, praise God for that, somebody who knew what he was doing. And he gets us all loaded up, takes us out about as far as he can. Have you ever seen Deadliest Catch? We were living that in San Diego. Uh, me and a bunch of kids from Amarillo, Texas. They're like, whoa, up and down. And there were other people on the boat, lots of people rushing to the restroom. You know why? This guy's got this idea. He's a captain. He knows what he's doing. I trust you, captain. I trust you until you did this one thing. He's like, let's just turn right around and go back. I'm like, you don't want to take a long turn around? No, let's just cut it, and we're going to turn. And you're holding on to glass as you're looking down into the ocean, where you're thinking, like, is this going to roll over? Like, what is happening? Dishes are breaking all behind you in the kitchen and all this good stuff. He just cuts it like a pro, gets back to the harbor. He's like, well, sorry we weren't able to make it out. Um, no refunds on your money there or anything, but hope you had a great time. Kids were sick. Uh, yeah, had an amazing, amazing memory. That's what it's like on the water sometimes. And that's when you're like, I just wanted the smooth sailing so I could see some big whales. That's all I wanted. But what I got was a very practical lesson on what these disciples felt like across the Sea of Galilee, where it's like, Lord, I'm not feeling so good about this. I, I trust you, I think, I think, but I think you just led us. Did you just lead us into the storm? Did you allow this storm to happen? Because we know at the end of it, he has full control over the wind and the waves, even before they show up, even before they show up, which means, well, sometimes the storms happen because he wants them to happen. He allows them to happen. You think, well, that's not fair. But it might be just, it just might be the best thing for you. So here's the disciples, great windstorm, waves are coming into the boat. I have no idea how Jesus is sleeping through this. I have no idea how he's sleeping through this. Because it wasn't like he had a captain's quarters, right? He didn't have his own room. He's sleeping on the stern with the little leathery pillow that they would use to sit on sometimes to, in steering the vessel. He's making that his pillow. He's at the stern. And I'm like, how is he sleeping? Because he's exhausted. Number one, he's exhausted. Second part of that is he ain't worried. He's not worried about it. Why is he not worried about it? Because he fully trusts in God the Father. Because as Jesus is being led and directed by God the Father, he already knows because he has instructions from the Father, like, oh, you're not just going to go across to the other side of the sea. No, no, no. That'll be a part of your journey. But you are making it all the way to the cross. So Jesus knew it doesn't matter. The storm doesn't matter because the storm will not be the end of us. The storm is just another chapter in the story because I know what's at the end. Jesus could sleep very well at night because he knew I'm headed to the cross and I'm not going to die at sea. I'm going to die on a cross. So I'm going to sleep well right now. I'm going to sleep well in the midst of the storm because I know God's not done with me. And here's the problem with that. You and I have no idea when he's done with us. Hope to the hopeless, hopeless, red for the broken.
We're so glad that you joined us for a look at the Gospel of Mark here on Bread for the Broken. Pastor James will continue to take you verse by verse through this New Testament book about Jesus. There's so much to learn. We pray that you've heard something today that's drawn you deeper into your relationship with the Lord. Do you have questions about what it means to be in a relationship with Jesus? Well, we would love to hear from you and talk more. So go to breadforthebroken.com and click on contact to leave a message for us. We'll get back to you as soon as we can. Or if you're in the Galveston area, we would love to get to know you in person too. Join us on Sundays or Thursdays as we study God's Word together at Calvary Galveston. You'll find service times, more information, and directions at our website. Once again, that's breadforthebroken.com. We're so grateful for our listening audience. And if this ministry has been a blessing to you, would you consider teaming up with us in a financial way? A lot is done to get these teachings out on the radio. And we're so grateful for those who feel led by God to contribute in that way. Simply go to the About tab on our website and you'll find the Donate link. We'd also like to ask you to be praying for us and for your fellow listeners. We can all use God's guidance and continued grace as we navigate this world with Him. Thanks for praying. If you missed any part of today's teaching, you can also find it on our website, breadforthebroken.com. Thanks again for tuning in today to Bread for the Broken.